You are listening to the JTMR podcast. Visit our website at www.jesustomyrescue.com for free sermons, articles, ebooks, Bible study tools, Bible quizzes, and lots more. We share the gospel of Jesus to the world. Hello, I am Dion Smith. And I am Rizelle Smith. I lost my eyesight at the age of 18. Uh, that was after I completed my school career in a normal academic school. Uh, I lost my eyesight as a result of detached retinas, which could not be repaired. I first thing that I did and I decided to do was to go to a rehabilitation center where I was taught several skills which include mobility that would be with a long cane, to read braille, to type and of course skills of daily living because all of a sudden simple things like making a cup of coffee became quite a challenge. How did I deal with this thing that came my way? If I think back, the only thing that I can think, recall is that I decided that I must start getting busy. I must do something positive to prevent myself from thinking about the situation. And that really resulted in, in the first place, going to the rehabilitation center. And secondly, to train myself or have myself trained in some form of occupation. And at that time, it was the switchboard and it was arranged for me. And that ended up in my obtaining a position as a switchboard operator. Carry on. I, on the other hand, was born blind. Um, I attended school at the Pioneer School in Worcester. I was only six years old when my parents had to send me away, very far away. We uh, stayed in Durban at that time. And um, as I already said, the school is in Worcester in the Western Cape. Now, just imagine yourself a six-year-old child that you have to send away and only be able to see holiday times. Um, yeah, I think for a parent that is really very traumatic. And even uh, for you as a young child to go through all these things um, and I mean, at that age, you don't really understand why you have to go away. But being at the school, I was in a very, very protected environment. Um, and everything was there and ready for me. Uh, books were in Braille. Um, there I learned to type on a, on a normal typewriter. Those days, there weren't computers yet, unfortunately. But yeah, at least we, we were equipped with a skill of typing. So when I matriculated, um, I decided to go to varsity, which was the total opposite of what I experienced at school. Um, yeah, that was a sighted world, a sighted world that I definitely was not used to. Um, and there I really had to 
well, either swim or drown. Um, books were not in Braille for me. I had to make friends. I had to really reach out to people to to help me get through this. Um, and yeah, sometimes you were negative and you thought, how on earth are you going to get your degree? Uh, maybe you bit too much off. Uh, but at the end of the day, getting my degree, you realized how important people on your path are. And there I also realized how God helps you, um, sends guardian angels on your path. People who really just offer to help, um, they are just there. But of course, you as a visually impaired person have to reach out to those people as well. That, of course, was a truth that I also discovered when I eventually decided to uh, pursue my university career as well. Of, of course, having been cited for best part of my life, all of a sudden I had to adapt to a completely new world and that being that of a blind person studying and as Rizal already said, you know, there are many challenges that come your way because now you cannot just pick up a book, a textbook and read it. Um, you have to make it accessible in some other way. And of course, you learn to reach out to people, as Rizal said, and then you learn how precious they are. How the willingness to help you make things possible and eventually that uh, satisfaction of acquiring your degree, it really means something. And the thing is that it can be done, but it takes us just so much longer. Um, you know, you have to... Uh, get things on recorded at that time we used to use tape recorders oh what a what a disgrace if you think about it now and how easy it is now uh, today you can go and sit in class with your laptop or your note taker which just makes things so much easier and you have to struggle of course with cassettes that break <laughs> yeah. and students who come and borrow your cassettes because they missed the class or they slept in class so yeah, I think um, both ways there were uh, um, advantages for myself as well as for my, my fellow students. And I think Dion experienced exactly the same. Now, yeah. Rosalyn, I, of course, are married for... Was it now 20 years? Yeah, it's uh, next year. The end of this year, it will be 19 years. 19 already. years. And we as a visually impaired couple have also learned to face up to life and accept the challenges that come our way in many respects of our life. Yeah, um Dion and I, just to take you a little bit back, we met at a social club for um, uh, disabled people, visually impaired people, actually. It, it's a social club, and um, Dion was the 
chairman and I was the secretary and that's how our paths crossed. And also just to find out that we actually work for the same organization. So um, in 2004, we got married. Uh, we have a son who is now nearly 24 years old. And being a married, visually impaired couple, you are confronted with many questions. From the public, your friends, colleagues, and you won't believe, but even your own family. Your family who you think know you for 50 plus years, um, and they still don't always understand your way of doing things. And the best part of it all is that we are not so much different uh, as people who are both sighted and who are in a relationship. I think we just do things maybe a bit differently as you guys do. Um, we get confronted with questions like, um, who dresses you? Who cooks for you? Who does the shopping? Who cleans? Do you work? Um, <laughs> and I think all of us know that if you don't work today, there's no ways that, that you will survive. Um, how do you do your shopping? Who cleans the house? So it's all those kind of questions that you, that you are confronted with. And one understands it's just, it's just ignorance from, from people and our task, I think, Dion, and I think you would agree, is to educate people and to make them understand that we are normal. The only thing is we are visually impaired. But other than that, we run a household like any other married couple. Mm. Well, there I can agree because when I lost my eyesight, I certainly didn't lose part of my brain. Uh, I didn't sign up for a double lobotomy or something like that. I was pretty much still the same person. Um, so, but I think that often is mistaken, that people think that maybe you are somewhat, somewhat retarded or something like that, and they don't always want know how to approach you. Uh, I, of course, have the theory that it's all about the eye contact, but that is just mere speculation. But I think I agree, Dion, because for, for people it is, I don't know if it scares them, the fact that you don't look them in the eye or if they think you are scaly or, and it's not that, it is just un, an, an unfortunate thing. Uh, we cannot really make eye contact. But one thing is certain, being uh, in a relationship with both parties, are visually impaired, it certainly levels the playing field in, a, in the sense that my frustration and Rizal's frustration that she might experience in life would be exactly the same. Definitely. In other words, we would understand when she tells me something that has happened to her, I will be able to understand and maybe be in a good position not really to offer advice, but just to understand. And I think in that sense, it really brings us as a couple a whole lot closer. Uh, because often you find in a, a relationship where one of the parties is sighted and the other person is 
uh, visually impaired that the sighted person would, in a certain sense, take over the relationship because, you know... It's, playing, it's just so much easier, yeah, be, or they think it's easier. Yeah, they easier. become sort of the dominant party. Yes. And, uh, and they want to drive you around and do everything for you, take things out of your hands, which Dion and I cannot do because we are both in the same situation. So it's actually quite easy to tell the other one to go and do something yeah. <laughs> without having any scruples about it. Yes, no, for sure. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, But um, I was actually talking about guardian angels earlier on. Um, but, you know, God provides in many ways. And uh, people also tend to think that if you have a disability, you are never unthankful. And that's not true. We are just human beings and we are not perfect human beings. We are unthankful. But um, when, we, when these guardian angels cross our paths, um, sometimes when you least expect it, um, and, and if I say guardian angels, I'm talking about things like shop assistants. Um, imagine yourself going doing shopping, you're visually impaired, you don't know where the things in the shops are, you walk in there either with your guide dog or your long cane, and you've got no idea how you're going to get the shopping done. And these people come absolutely friendly, helpful, and you can send them around in the shop as many times as you like, and they are just so patient. So those are, are one of the, the guardian angels, definitely our shop assistants, which we so much appreciate and are thankful for, because we also have to eat just like you people, and we also have, we, we need our personal stuff. Um, then, Dion, you can also tell about, about apps that, that make our lives easier, some of the apps that we use. Yes, um, before I get to that, there's just one point that I would like to bring in uh, with regard to our situation as both being uh, visually impaired is the fact that uh, it also prompts you to be more considerate yes. towards the other party in the sense that you have to know that if you leave a cupboard door Open. A jar, yeah. then you can most certainly guarantee that the other person might walk into it. Yes. So those things you have to really concentrate on and tell the other person, listen, this door is open or there's something in the way, the vacuum cleaner is in the passage or something like that because it can be disastrous. Yes, no, for sure. And I'm, I think Dion won't mind if I share this incident with you, but we were just married and... Dion came out of the bedroom and I was coming from the kitchen with a hot cup of coffee. And before we realized that we need to tell each other, communicate, I came with a coffee and he came from the opposite side and needless to say, the whole cup of coffee was over him. And I think there we real realized how important communication is. I might add to that, I was very graceful at the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, um, I think one, uh, the result mentioned the, the aids that uh, we can make use of nowadays. And there I can say uh, from where we come, when we first started out at the university and so on, technology has really been our friend. 
And there are many, many devices on the market nowadays that can assist us to make our life a whole lot easier. Uh, things like um, speaking phones. We have iPhones, I may not advertise, but they are very accessible. They have a voiceover program on it and it allows us access to all the functions of the phone. And this is really a mini computer, so to speak. If you think of what you can do with it, we can read our books on it. We can watch movies. We can listen to music. We can navigate. We have a prog uh, an app that w works like Google Maps, just more on a smaller scale that can navigate you to shops and so on. Um, we have what is called um, Seeing Eye, which is a, That's an, a, an app, app that can help you read uh, 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 things like etiquettes on bottles, uh, the instructions on pack the packaging of, say, frozen products, uh, which is a tremendous help. Uh, it makes a lot of things a whole lot easier. You know, those, there was a time that you would open a can only to discover that it was not the beans that you wanted to have for supper, but uh, jam or anything yeah, no, absurd like that. Yeah. <laughs> and then even 6060 nowadays, which you can shop online. Oh, and there are many of these shops who are online nowadays, which definitely makes things easier for us. And to have it delivered at home, because... To carry these things around is not a joke. Um, I mean, imagine yourself a packet of sugar, a bottle of oil, a two liter of milk. It really becomes heavy. So, uh, yeah, the, these apps are, are very, very nice. And then, of course, there's another app, Be My Eyes. And the, this is a worldwide app where people actually sign up. They are uh, volunteers. So you can phone, you video call them, and they can assist. That's why I say God really provides. Um, uh, and if it, if it was not for those people, and maybe some of you listening today, who knows? Maybe you are a volunteer of Be My Eyes. And if you are, thank you so much, because it really, really does make our lives easier. And then, of course, not to forget things like Uber and Bolt. Um, we can move around with, with, with Uber and Bolt. We don't have to sit at home. Uh, we can go to places. Um, and that is amazing because, uh, I mean, if you want to go and watch a show at a theater, um, you get an Uber and off you go. Uh, which which uh, brings me to the point of um, Dion and I also like socializing. Uh, we like to have our friends over or to go and visit our friends. Um, and some of our friends stay quite far. It's, it's definitely not walking distance. So once again, things like, like Uber and Bolt make life so much easier for us. Yeah, I think for both of us, <clears throat> we are active persons and our freedom of movement is yes. very important. And that, I think, is one aspect that I discovered changed dramatically in my life. As I was a person who used to enjoy my freedom walking in the field on my own, uh, riding a bike and so on, and those things changed drastically. Um, but there are ways of overcoming 
these restrictions. And uh, Rizal already mentioned one of them being the uh, paying taxi service, which is a great help. But of course, we also make use of our furry friends. Oh, yeah, we nearly forgot to tell them about our furry friends. Uh, we have two lovely guide dogs. The one is called Chuck. I must, uh, I must name mine first, which is a big, huge, what we call gentle giant of a Labrador. And, and mine is, of course, Ollie, the most beautiful golden retriever ever. So, so Dion and I um, always have this thing of whose dog is the, the, the prettiest. But um, no matter whose dog is the prettiest, the fact is they are amazing. They are such a great help and they definitely give us that freedom of movement. Um, and that is also how you meet other people is through your guide dog. Um, so it is, it is actually so nice to have the dog and to have that freedom of movement. But except for the dogs, Dion, our friends. Just to return to the dogs, of course, the dogs, in my case, is a terrific babe magnet. Oh, well. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, that is besides the point. No, uh, the thing is, we were talking about guardian angels, and I believe really that they are also placed on this earth to act as our guardian Definitely. angels because so often they save, literally save our lives. That's true. Uh, when they prevent us from walking in front of traffic, uh, just negotiating very difficult terrains like uh, the pavements in the city center and so on. Taking us um, out of the way of, of obstacles. One only realizes the amazing work that they do and one can only be thankful for organizations like the Guide Dogs Association that actually make, makes these things for us possible. Yes. You mentioned our friends. Um, I think that's also part of our desire for freedom and our friends make it possible for us. We enjoy going on holiday trips with them. Uh, and engaging in all sorts of activities whilst we are on holiday. It is, uh, would include things like hiking. We really do enjoy that. Taking long walks on beaches, in the field and wherever we go. And of course, Rizal being an adrenaline junkie, she enjoys things like uh, parachute jumping, paragliding, Paragliding, and she still wants to do bungee jumping, but there she is on her own, I'm afraid. Yeah, no, that will still happen for sure. That will still happen. Yeah, um, so just like you would go on holiday as a family, we do it as well. Um, Dion and myself and our son, we've been on holiday on our own. Um, and I'm talking about when my son was, I think, grade 11, grade 10. He couldn't drive yet, so... Yeah, you have to walk the extra mile, like organize transport, get to the holiday resort, uh, organize transport back. But what I'm trying to say is that we do things that a normal family would do. Um, and our visual impairment does not stand in our way. We do not allow it to stand in our way. 
so it is very, very important to to live a normal life. And we also want our friends and our family and our colleagues to see us as normal people because we are normal. The only th thing is we cannot see, but that does not really make us any different from any other family and any other household. And I think a great thing about the two of us is our sense of humor. And you need that. <laughs> we do need it. And I think, you know, often when you end up in a situation which is not nice because you can end up uh, being lost in a parking area. Um, I remember we went on a holiday trip down to Margate and... Uh, we were looking for the wimpy, and we did find the, the wimpy, but we could not find the entrance. We were walking in circles. You could smell the food, hear the cups and saucers. But for the life of me, we could not find the entrance. Now, at that time, it really wasn't funny. But afterwards, <laughs> yeah, we did actually find it very amusing. Uh, and eventually, on the very last day of a holiday, we did manage to find the actual entrance. So those things happen, but your sense of humor is what really saves the day. Uh, and I think if it weren't for that, um, I think yeah, one could easily become very depressed about yes. things that happen to you. Because yes. in a certain sense, it is a negative thing. Because if you are lost, you don't feel... Uh, very great about yourself. It is an embarrassment to a certain degree. Um, and it, your self-confidence takes a knock. You don't feel... Uh, uh, yeah, and, and I think if you can manage to surpass that by means of laughing at yourself, yeah. I, I think that restores the equilibrium once again. Definitely. I, I agree with you. Um, and the thing is, Life is too short to sit and feel sorry for yourself because this thing happened to you today. Um, that is part of life. Life is not always smooth sailing. And even for sighted people, life is not always smooth sailing. So no matter if you can see or can't see, things happen to all of us. Um, and I think the way that you handle that situation... Um, that is the important thing. Are you either gonna, going to let it get you down or are you just going to get up again, face the world and say, here we go again? Um, that is the important thing. Yeah, and I think that is one thing that I have realized at a very young age. In the, that is that life doesn't owe you anything. Nothing. Um, life isn't fair. We live in an imperfect world. Um, a minister of the Dutch Reformed Church, uh, Dr. Andrew Koenig, once wrote a book to, named God, Why Does the World Look Like This? And the implication of that was that the world that we live in is really not perfect. I mean, we read about disasters, we read about p 
people killing each other, war, all sorts of nasty things that happen. And also people doing bad things to one another. And that, I think, makes one realize that we as human beings are really imperfect and we live in an imperfect world. But you can make that difference by making that decision that this is not going to get to you. You're going to make that difference in life in your small way. Yeah, and I think... It's a, it's a choice that you have to make. It is a choice that you make. And uh, once you've made that decision that you're going to approach life in a positive way, yeah. I think it makes all the difference. And, Jan, if your faith is, is uh, right, eh? Um, a, a person who does not have faith, um, I don't think is going to cope that easy because... Sometimes all of us feel that God lets us down. Um, but it's not like that. I believe that things happen with a purpose. Nothing happens to you without a purpose. So everything in life has a purpose. Even the fact that we cannot see has a purpose. And um, we have had the question many times that people ask us, uh, but is it not perhaps God who punished our parents uh, that we cannot see? But why? To me, it's just, there's no logic in that to me. I feel and I believe that God placed Dion and myself on earth and every other person who has a disability, um, we are there on earth for a purpose. We don't always know what that purpose is and understand that, what it is, but I know we have a purpose on earth. And sometimes people will come to you and tell you that you inspire them. Um, and it's great. It's great to know that you can mean something to somebody else without you reali really realizing it. Um, so yeah, nothing in life happens without a purpose. And coming back to Dion's uh, theory again, is that it is really a choice in life that you have to make. Yeah, and I think um, once you accept the fact that God has a plan for yes. your life, yes. and um, that you have been placed on this earth for a reason, um, it doesn't matter whether you make a huge difference in life, you know, rise to the highest post yes. or make... Uh, 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 well, big or small, small it doesn't matter. The thing is that you must realize that you are here. Yes. Um, and that you have to live your life to the full, uh, no matter what comes your way. Yes. Um, and one also realizes that the, f the fact that you've lost your eyesight doesn't mean that the world has come to an end because there are so many other people who are worse off than you. Yeah. Uh, you know, think people who suffer far more greatly than you do. You know, some of the illness that has befallen them, uh, things that make them, uh, prevent them from getting out of bed. Yeah. Uh, Sitting in a wheelchair. Suffering instance. constant pain. Not be able to hear. Uh, 
you know, somebody told me about a person who suffered a, a, a stroke. Uh, she is completely paralyzed. She can't do a thing for herself. She can't communicate with any person. Um, uh, and But still she's alive. Yeah. And really, then one turns around and one can only go on your knees and say, thank you, God, for what I have, for all the blessings that I have. And I think uh, one can only be grateful for the mercy that you have received. And... and um I also think that God brought Dion and myself together. Um, there, there's, there's also a plan in that. Um, I think we also had to learn a lot of things being together, like, for instance, communication, patience. Um, yeah, and I think um, our other senses really kicks in with a lot of things. We can only not see, but we have five other senses. And I think God actually then forces you to make use of them um, to be able to live life to the fullest and to run a normal household and to live your life like any other abled person in this world. And I really hope that... Um, we could just share with you a little bit of our experience as a, as a husband and wife with a son, but a husband and wife living with a disability. Um, we really hope that we, we, we could just share a part of that with you and make you realize that... Um, I think our way of living is not much different from, from a normal person's life of living. Thank you for listening to this JTMR podcast brought to you by Jesus to My Rescue Ministries and Outreach. Visit our website at www.jesustomyrescue.com for more great content that will help you grow in your relationship with our Lord Jesus Christ. If you need prayer, send us a WhatsApp to plus two seven double six four six eight three six three five. Alternatively, send us an email to support at jesustomyrescue.com. You can also find us on most social media accounts such as Facebook, Twitter, TikTok and many others. Just search for Jesus to my rescue. God bless you. Bye-bye.